It's Wednesday, April 13th, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Helen, joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Stock Advisor, Andy Cross, from Hidden Gems, Charlie Travers, and from Million Dollar Portfolio, Ron Gross. Guys, good to see you. How you doing, Chris? Hi, Chris. We will look at the New York Stock Exchange makeover and some restaurant stocks, but we begin with earnings season. Alcoa kicked things off after the market closed Monday with first quarter sales that were below expectations. Shares of Alcoa have been sliding since then, Ron. Uh, not a very positive start to earnings season. Not a good start. Um, it'll be interesting to see if it's a, a foreboding of things to come. I think a few things uh, will be consistent. It'll be a, a theme. Higher energy prices will be a theme in earnings this quarter. Higher raw material prices, I think, will be a theme. Um, the fact that they missed top-lined uh, sales estimates, sales were good. They just weren't as good as analysts were predicting. So it's hard to play that game. You know, maybe analysts were just being too optimistic. I think uh, overall sales will probably be fine this quarter, but uh, we definitely will be seeing higher costs. Why is Alcoa? This, why do they get the honor of kicking off earnings season? Is it just they start with an A? Are they that they old? Just, of- they've, they've got their act together, and they can just get, <laughs> get they have really good controllers. It's because AAA is not a public company. There you go. All right. Earlier today, the government reported that grocery prices increased six and a half percent in March from early January. We've got gas prices in some parts of the country that are well over $4 a gallon. Uh, But retail sales in March still increased. It's the ninth straight month of retail sales gains. At what point do gas prices start changing people's behavior? At what point do people just go, you know what, it costs too much to fill up my tank, and I'm not going to the mall. Andy, what do you think? They're, they're starting to affect mine. I, I, I metro or drive, depending on how it's a long commute, and it does start to think when, when I start topping off at that $50 mark from, for my little car, um, it starts to make, a, make an, an impact on my decisions. Brian? Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm starting to now, when, when I fill up a full tank and it's, it's actually hitting $70 for my, my, my larger car, you really, it does have an impact. Um, not enough to change behavior yet, but uh, once we start getting more into the fours, into the mid, maybe mid fours, I think then it, it starts to have an economic impact. Charlie? Well, and the fact of the matter is, for most people, there is a limit to how much you can actually change your behavior. Commuting to work is not an option for most people around the country. You know, you, you know, we have very suburban, sprawl kind of cities, and driving into work is the only way for the you know majority of the population. We're kind of blessed here in D.C. to have a wonderful metro system, and I know myself and Chris. Uh, you know, take advantage of this area to actually walk to work, which is great. Uh, but you know, d- discretionary spending is going to get cut in other areas besides driving. The New York Stock Exchange building is undergoing renovations, which include making it more attractive to event planners. The hope is that the famous floor of the New York Stock Exchange will be rented out for black tie parties. Andy, what does this say about the New York Stock Exchange, that this is the hope, that that swanky parties are going to be held on the floor at the end of the day? Well, I've only been to the NYSE floor once in my life, and it was back in high school, so I've never attended a swanky black tie party there. But You I, may have the chance. I, well, yeah, maybe so. I mean, they're, they're, they basically want to double the amount of parties that they're going to have and host at the, at the exchange. And I think, I mean, there's a reason why... These exchanges are all merging together because uh, we're all moving to an electronic exchange. I mean, you know, how many of us in this table, none of us, I'm sure, have have real brokers that we call up and the trading floors that we use. And I mean, as we move to an electronic exchange and, and more and more complicated types of 
of um, of issues and, and derivatives and different futures. And uh, so the the world is moving, and the NYSE I think is recognizing that, and they're just uh, trying to to um, find a, maybe a new business line for them. Ron, you used to manage a hedge fund. How, how are your former buddies on Wall Street feeling about this? So it's it's more about improving technology than anything else. So the the old auction system of of traders on the floor using hand signals was it was antiquated. Let's face it, and as technology improved people doing that was less and less important and i think maybe at one point there were 3000 traders down on the floor mm-hmm. and now there's less than half of that significantly less i believe um and so you've got empty space and you know what are you going to do you got to monetize that somehow right so that climactic scene at the end of trading places with Eddie Murphy where where it's just jammed on the floor we're just never going to see that again those in our were the good old days how, the times have changed how about this for an idea move to a smaller building <laughs> that's yeah. radical Prime real estate. That's right there, crazy. So. Um, if you could rent out any building or room in the world for a party, what would you go with, Charlie? Uh, Alcatraz. I mean, it's an island. You could, you know, really lay this thing out with a great sound system, some lighting. You have some killer parties out there. Which you can. I've actually been to Alcatraz for a party. It's very cool. Oh, nice, Ron. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going with the White House. I think. Um, I think I could throw some good parties over in the uh, Lincoln bedroom. Well, now, all right then, uh, Andy. Uh, the first thing that came to my mind would would be either Fenway Park or um, the, the um, Augusta National. I, I, I'm going far flung around the world. I'm going uh, to Kim Jong Il's. I, I, I bet his pa- I bet his palace swanky is just swanky as all get out. Uh, finally, Parents Magazine has come out with a list of the most family-friendly restaurants in America. They were rated for offering healthy menu items and a good ambiance for kids. Among the top five are four publicly traded restaurant chains, Cozy, Chipotle, Panera Bread, and P.F. Chang's. Uh, Charlie Travers, they are family-friendly how investor-friendly are these companies? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to object to the term family-friendly here because that sounds like a list of places your kids don't actually want to eat. <laughs> what happened to Dairy Queen and Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> uh, you know, so it is actually a uh, hit-and-miss list of companies. Uh, you know, we own Chipotle and Hidden Gems. It's a phenomenal uh, business. Um, but one of my favorites on that list would be P.F. Chang's. Uh, you know, it's a business that has a lot of room to run, and the numbers around that concept uh, look great. And I think the food is actually pretty darn good. Uh, cozy. Uh, it's, it's actually, yeah, what, what's going wrong I, I was, cozy? I was going under the mantra if I didn't have anything good to say. Don't say it. <laughs> Co- you know, it's uh, restaurants is a tough business, uh, and Cozy's just missing the mark. I'm sorry. But they do have s'mores that you can make at the table in front of a burning log of flame. Yeah. So uh, their insurance premiums must be through the roof. I was just going to say, apparently there's not a huge amount of profits to be had in s'more making. Well, uh, you know, at least the Cozy down here in Old Town, I really never got what they were doing. During the day, it's like this walk-through sandwich line where you pick what you want. At night, they try and convert it to this uh, ambiance, sit-down restaurant kind of vibe, and it's like a, a restaurant without an identity. If you had to pick a restaurant stock to hold for five years, you can pick one of those four. You can go off the board, pick something else. What would you pick and why, Charlie? I'd love to buy into Five Guys. I mean, that is just rapid expansion, and the food is great. Uh, it's, you know, one of the fastest-growing franchise restaurants in the country. Charlie's going to open a franchise right here on the full HQ. <laughs> I will be the first in guys. line. Love me some Five Guys. Um, Ron, what about you? I would love to be able to invest in privately held Chick-fil-A, which is mm, by far one of my favorite restaurants. Would you Would you 
try to change this no Sunday sales policy? Well, it's it's a religious thing, so I don't think I would impose my personal views on that aspect. But if we could have one seventh more um, time Chick-fil-A. to sell, now, uh, is there, to is, sell, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Is this something about the restaurant b- business, the way they run their business, that you like, or are you just making this decision based? solely on your stomach. No, I th- well, it's both. I think they do a, a phenomenal job and I think the quality actually for a for a um food court type um restaurant mm-hmm. um is is very high. And so I've not only liked the food, but I've always been impressed with, with the operation. Andy, what about you? Well, the uh, we had a little bit of debate about this earlier, but um, so I still think I think Whole Foods is a is a I consider that a restaurant because I eat there, I sit down, I order my food there. There's no waiter or waitress, but that's okay. You know what? There's a lot of good restaurants. Whole Foods, I is aren't. Whole yeah. Foods isn't I'm a restaurant. There is. I'm saying I'm going there, and that's one that I would buy and hold for a long time. By that rationale, isn't Exxon a restaurant? Because I can when I'm filling up my tank, I can also get you know soda and a candy bar uh hey if you have good hot dogs at your exxon <laughs> go for it that's outrageous i i, I don't think we're <laughs> stretching ever... the limit to definition so now it final question uh is that your go-to restaurant is that your like i i just i want some good food is that your go-to place or do you have another restaurant that's that you that is your go-to place for you and your wife here in the D.C. area, um, raise raise the steaks and raise Hellburger are probably the the best oh, option yeah. you want for some good meat. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm a, I'm a Morton's guy too. Is that a nice it, hunk of steak? That's your go to place. Yeah, that's, that's Charlie. Good what about you? I, I think Besides it, Five Guys. Yeah, I'll go away from the uh, beef here. Uh, anyone visiting the D.C. area, I'll put out a plug for Haleo, which is an absolutely oh, great tapas place. A good spot. Anything in particular off the menu you recommend? Um, the sangria. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Travers, Ron Gross, Andy Cross. Guys, thanks for being here. Thanks, thanks Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about. Don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Once again, not a bit of information shared with America. <laughs> <laughs> Got a really good recommendation. Yeah. Uh, sangria at uh, Haleo. Haleo is great.